Hey everyone, I hope you are having an amazing day or evening, depending on when you're here. Today, we are tackling what can be a tough topic. We are talking about ageism in the workplace, so stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about everything career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. (laughs) I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in human resources, which is what I have my master's degree in, and my passion is really helping others and sharing my knowledge, so here we are. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, let's get into it here. So ageism in the workplace. As much as this topic may kind of suck to talk about, let's be honest. We have to. I know it can be uncomfortable and not like a happy, you know, positive topic and it's a thing, right? So we have to talk about it. Some people are guilty of this, of course, in the workplace. There are probably not even some, probably a lot of people that are guilty of this in the workplace. And there are things that we can do to avoid ageism as well. So I'll jump right in uh, with my tips here. So number one, stay updated with the latest and greatest technology, uh, lingo, methodologies, strategies, whatever that is in your world. Stay up to date with the latest and greatest. Number two, voice your interest in learning new things and doing certain trainings, or maybe it's going to particular conferences or different opportunities, whatever that may be. One of the biggest things that I found helpful for me, and obviously I'm not at the point in my career where I would be discriminated against because of my age. On the high end of the scale, I've definitely been looked at like as someone who may not be too young, this is a while ago, earlier in my career, I guess I can just tell you guys, I'm 32 for whatever that's worth, right? And you, now that I shared that, you may be thinking, well, Steph, what the hell do you know about ageism? Well, I do know some things that could help you. (laughs) So bear with me. But voicing my interest, right? Like I've shared with my boss, like, hey, I'd love to go to this recruiting conference. And there was actually one that was local when I was still in San Diego that I got to go to just by saying that I wanted to go. Or if like there's a particular conference that uh, gets brought up, like, hey, if we ever have the opportunity, I would love to attend that, you know, just casually bringing it up. Because more often than not, leaders are very kind of focused on whatever they're doing at the time. So if they bring up a conference, they may not be thinking who from my team should I also send. Uh, However, if you bring it up, it could trigger them to be like, oh, well, let me go see if we can get that approved, right? It could be literally that easy. Number three, let your leader know when you're ready to take on more responsibility. So if you're looking to advance in your career, simply letting your leader know like, hey, I would love to take on more responsibility. You know, what do you think that could look like for me? Number four, don't be the one to bring it up. So don't be the one who brings attention to your age if you feel like people are treating you different because of your age. Let me give you some four examples. In my day, back in the good old days, or when they first started making, I feel like those are the types of phrases that kick off sentences that if people are treating you different because of your age, they will probably, if I'm being totally honest, start to tune out. Number five, learn and get comfortable with the company culture. So companies evolve and change. I know a lot of people who have been with companies for 20, 30 years, and uh, it's obviously less common these days, but the company culture evolves, it changes, and learning to, even if you don't want to adapt to the new culture, knowing what it is and how it has changed could be really beneficial. And if you're not adapting to it, at least getting comfortable with it. 
is really important. Number six, be real, be genuine, be approachable. If you are a person, I don't care what age you are, if you are a person who's just like cranky and like you just have this like mean look on your face and like I know some people just have mean natural looks on their faces. Sometimes I feel like my natural just like sitting here working face can be like not super approachable. I've been told I don't look like I'm an approachable person. (laughs) I think I do. However, (laughs) it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what other people think if you want to be viewed as someone who's approachable. So you may have to go out of your way to smile and make eye contact. Maybe you say, hello, how are you? Initiate the conversation, Uh, which leads really well into number seven, engaging with your colleagues. Number eight, If you're searching for a new job, keep your resume to the last 10 to 15 years. No one needs to know that you've been working for 25, 30, 35, 40 years, right? And more often than not, a lot of the experience beyond the last 15 years, you may feel is relevant. I can guarantee you a recruiter doesn't really think that. For me, as a recruiter, how fast technology changes, and I don't care if you're in the IT field or not, like even if you are in a project manager role, methodologies change, um, software that people use for project management changes, and it evolves. So I feel like in general, with how fast technology changes across different careers in the world as a whole, that stuff that is more than like 15 years old isn't necessarily relevant. It may build on why you are a badass now, and that's going to show in your interview, right? But it doesn't, it shouldn't, let me correct myself, it shouldn't be on your resume. And I also don't want to give people fuel to make the wrong assumptions, right? Because it should be irrelevant if you, how much experience you have, if you are qualified for the role. Now, if you're overqualified, that's a different thing. I have a whole nother episode about it. So if you want to know more about that, check that episode out. Number nine, on your resume, when it comes to your education, clear and simple, take your graduation dates off. If they're on there, take them off. And I would say, unless you're a recent grad within the last few years, take it off anyway. (laughs) Like, it doesn't need to be on there. And I can guarantee you, most people are doing the math, right? Oh, they graduated in X year. They have roughly X years of experience. You don't need someone doing that math for you. Take it off there. Number 10. So when you are interviewing or creating a resume, I know some people put summaries at the top of the resume or objectives or, you know, whatever people want to call them. I see it a lot where people have 20 years of experience, 20 five plus years or 30 plus years of experience. You don't need to be the one calling that out, right? And when you're interviewing, oh, well, I have 30 over 30 years of experience in whatever, right? Again, don't be the one to bring attention to that if this is something that you feel people are treating you differently because of. Number 11, when you are searching for a job and your email address is first name, last name, year you were born at gmail.com or worse at hotmail.com. Let's be real. No one's using hotmail anymore. I would just create a new email address, honestly, because I don't want anyone to make any sort of assumption that could negatively impact you in your job search. So if there are little things that we can do, like just creating a new email address that doesn't draw attention or possibly provide someone the opportunity to make an inaccurate assumption, that could be helpful for you. Number 12. 
in general, a lot of companies are very focused on innovation and pivoting with changing technologies and they have pivoting priorities. So be someone who is innovative and nimble and agile where you can quickly change and shift priorities. Uh, One thing we don't want to be is someone who's like, well, I've done this this way for the last 20 years and this is the best way. That's honestly probably not accurate because technology and methodologies change over time to help us be more productive and to help us do things faster and better and more efficient, right? So be open to pivoting and changing. And if you are in a company that is going through what corporate America calls transformation, (laughs) change is probably all you're experiencing, right? I always joke, uh, there's definitely been companies where I've been at where they're like, oh, we're going through a transformation, doing going from this to this. And I don't know who I was talking to, probably a colleague. I said, y'all, I am like one transformation away of like losing my shit, you know? <laughs> if you've been in a transforming company, I'm sure you're laughing and nodding your head right now. <laughs> All right, number 13, position yourself as an expert, not because of your years of experience or how long you've been doing a particular thing, but because of your knowledge, because you are an actual expert, because you know things, right? You know the best ways to do things. You know the proven ways to do things. So you are an expert because of your knowledge and your expertise, not because how long you've been doing a thing. I'm an expert in recruiting, not because I've been doing it for 20 years, but because I have figured out ways to be super productive and give a really good candidate experience and deliver my managers quality candidates that they're going to hire, right? That's expertise. It's not because I've been doing it for 20 years. So hopefully that makes sense. All right. I hope you found that helpful and valuable. If you have questions you want me to answer on the podcast, there is a link in the show notes for a Google survey. Enter them there. I would love to help you with that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the episode and listen to the podcast. I very much appreciate you. Thank you. You can find more information in the show notes over at stepdennis13.com. So one three. And to learn more on how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information there. And if you would like to help support the podcast, you can do so via the PayPal link below in the show notes, or if you're on the Anchor app, you can do it there as well. Also on that Anchor app, if you would like, you can leave me a voice message. Super cool. Love to hear from you. If you have a comment, if you just want to say hi, either way works for me. And if you have a minute, please take a moment to leave a rating and or review. I really appreciate it and it really does help. You can find me over on the socials over at at StephDennis13. We are written, produced, hosted and edited by yours truly. You are so awesome, so amazing. I hope you have a wonderful, fantastic rest of your day.